This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomers. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show on AM740. Glad you're here with us this morning. I'm Jason Laidler with my esteemed co-host, Ted Wallishan. Hope you've got your coffee and tea and you're ready to uh, sit back and enjoy the show. We've got a busy, busy show. I've said that before, but I really mean it this time. Um, I'm going to jump. Well, first of all, how are you doing, Ted? I'm well, and I really mean that this time as well. <laughs> Good. Glad you're here. As opposed, to, as opposed to the lies that I've been feeding you. Yeah, and, and all those rumors yeah. that were going around in the yeah. newspaper and things that's like that. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Well, um, I've got some exciting news that I want to get right to because, like I said, we're tight for time. So there's been a really significant uh, court decision with regard to uh, beneficiary designation. So this is the Avoid Probate Show where we talk and talk and talk and talk about the importance of putting beneficiaries on your investment accounts so that you don't have to go through what we call the probate nightmare. So I'm looking at an article here from uh, a journal called The Investment Executive, and it's titled Beneficiary Designations Affirmed in Ontario Court Decision. Uh, It was published just June 29th. The decision in Mac versus Mac defers from the controversial Kalmuski ruling. I won't go into those details. And Ontario... Superior Court decision has reaffirmed the primacy of beneficiary designations. Um, I'm going to read a few lines from this um, article and and comment further on it, and uh, hopefully you find it interesting. Starting with the whole point of a beneficiary designation, this is a quote, quote from the judge in this ruling. He says, the whole point of a beneficiary designation is to specifically state what is to happen to an asset upon death wrote Justice M. McKelvey in the judgment, which was dated June 18th and recently released. The the Mac decision, quote, is exciting news because it reestablishes the status quo of what estate planners have thought that beneficiary designations should be recognized, said Jamie Gollenbeck. And he's well known um, for his comments. He's the managing director of tax and estate planning with CIBC Private Wealth Management. He adds... Whatever the plan holder says on the designation goes. There's no presumption of a resulting trust. So regular listeners might remember conversations weeks and weeks ago when we had lawyer Andrew Monroe on as our expert guest talking about uh, what a resulting trust is and how it stemmed from a landslide case that went all the way to the Supreme Court in a case called uh, PCOR v. PCOR, and it kind of changed the landscape. Um, It took 10 years or so to complete this this challenge as a state challenge and cost zillions of dollars in legal fees. Mm-hmm. The Mac case, M-A-K, case involves four brothers and their parents' estates. The matriarch of the family died in 2015 following a diagnosis of dementia in 2012. 
I wanted to share that because 2015 is the magic number because that's the year the province revamped the probate rules and it went from bad to worse. Anybody who passed away after Jan 1, 2015, uh, fell into this, this new regime, this new, this new scheme, this probate nightmare, whereby new uh, documents needed to be completed, the, the introduction of the state information return, Form 9955, seven pages long, very difficult for an average person to complete uh, because of all the detailed information is required. Filing deadlines, back then you had 90 days uh, to complete that form after a certificate was issued. They've, the government has relaxed that rule a little bit because it was so onerous. So it's now 180 days, but still there's a time limit on it. There's penalties for people who fail to meet that time limit. And, um, you know, if, if, you're, if you mess it up bad enough, there's fines and potential uh, prison sentences. Uh, lastly, getting back to uh, Judge McKelvey's um, decision, he says, I have concluded that the plaintiffs have failed to establish an entitlement to the proceeds. In other words, he's, um, he's not buying this um, resulting trust. This is a big, a big deal, this, this court decision, and I can only scratch the surface of it today. Um, another expert on the topic, a man by the name of Nick Esterbauer, who's an associate with a law firm called Hull & Hull in Toronto. They're a big firm. He wrote a blog post, and he commented that uh, in light of the conflicting applications of PCOR, uh, the decisions, it'll be interesting to see how this issue may be further developed in case law. And uh, lastly, the state practitioners have noted that it is always advisable for clients to document their intentions in terms of beneficiary designations. This is particularly true in cases where estate plans might be contested, such as when one sibling is named as a beneficiary of a property, but other siblings are not. Later this week, I'm going to see a gentleman who called in, wants to move his money out of the bank, wants Mm -hmm. to put beneficiaries on it. He's got five kids. He's going to name four of them as beneficiaries. He's leaving one out. Why? This speaks to this type of situation. Well, why is a good question, and I don't ask that question. I don't go there. I don't judge. I don't judge. Well, I thought maybe he just, you know, offered up. He did not, and I, I didn't ask. He may, he may still when we get together to you know, sign on the dotted line, he may tell me. But I don't pretend to be the family therapist or, you know, anybody in that regard or in that capacity. <clears throat> My job is to take care of the investments and, and make sure that they're set up so that they do what the, what the client wants them to do. Mm. And if that's going to be challenging, well, so be it. But we're going to set things up, especially in light of these new decisions, <clears throat> and make, make it clear in the file that this are his intentions. And if that results in a challenge, well, it makes it easier for the judge to rule, you know, in a way that should be clear enough uh, based on the client's intentions. All right. Good stuff. We'll be back. Our special guest today is the owner and CEO of Horizon Tax Services located in Newmarket. And uh, Norm Polker joins us in a moment when we return to the Avoid Probate program right here on AM740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. <laughs> Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. 
ICM made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, Zoomers, to the Avoid Probate show on Zoomer Radio AM 740. Glad you're with us this morning. I'm Jason Laidler with uh, Ted Walshin, and I'm happy to introduce uh, our special guest this week. He is Norman Polker of Horizon Tax Services based out of Newmark, Ontario. Good morning, Norm. How are you today? I'm just wonderful this Sunday morning. Thank you. Yep. Good to hear it. Glad you're with us. Um, you're here because you're an expert when it comes to tax planning for seniors, and uh, there's lots to we can talk about on that score, but um, let's start with the, the, the pension splitting uh, topic, because that's something that, you know, is relatively new in terms of tax law. Um, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for seniors to save some taxes. How does it work? Yeah, you can save big bucks with the pension split. The government started this over 10 years ago, and about the first client I did with using it saved $8,000. So it takes, you have to be a couple, common law or married. One has to have significant pension income, which can include RIFs, does not include Canada Pension or OAS, and they're allowed to split 50% to their their partner. Now, if there's tax deducted, that gets split as well. So we have to be aware of that. And uh, but one of the off, offshoots to this little thing is that if the partner does not have any pension income, they're not eligible for a non-refundable tax credit of $2,000. But as soon as you give them some pension income, they're now allowed that $2,000 non-refundable credit, which is worth about $400 on their tax return savings, that mm-hmm. is. So this has been a, a great thing. It was, uh, it just saves a lot of people a lot of money, and I always review a prior tax return to make sure that it was done properly. How much has this changed over the years? The, the rulings behind pension splitting, because I know that they they keep messing with uh, with income splitting. It's like every year I hear these conversations between accountants and, and individuals on on radio and just, you know, in, in restaurants saying, well, why is it changed again? Why is it changed again? The, uh, the pension split itself has pretty much stayed the same from when it started. Income splitting is another, another, <laughs> another careful subject uh, with investments if they've been put 50% with a, a spouse. And the original money that was put in was 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the interest can be split between the two parties. It usually comes with one social insurance number on it, but there's a code 2 on the slip which allows us to split it, and we usually take 50%. The uh, other subject which I'm I'm really, really hot to trot with in educating people is something called the disability tax credit. Once again, this is a non-refundable credit, but if you have taxable income, you can save at least $1,500 per year on your tax returns. Now, the form looks a little onerous. It's six pages. However, no. you, you just need to know your name, address, date of birth, and social insurance number, and they simplified the form a few years ago. They took uh, your sex out of the questionnaire. 
So then you fill in page one, and then you take the other five pages oh, 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 to the on. doctor. Was it complicated before when you had to name your, your gender on the form? <laughs> Some people okay. <laughs> were not sure. Okay, Got to be careful on this subject nowadays. So you take the form to the doctor, and the doctor fills out the other five pages. The most important part is the doctor <clears throat> lists the year that the disability started. If he puts a year, we can go back 10 years and adjust tax returns, and we've gotten people $15,000 back. It's a one-shot, of course. You get 1500 per year times 10, approximately. When, when the form is completed, you bring it back to us. We like or we prefer to send it into CRA with a cover letter explaining the options, and, uh, and then we wait. Sometimes CRA asks for more information uh, from the doctor, and it's a good idea for the client to follow up with the doctor. But it's a it's a real it's a it's another big uh, tax saving. Do, do you think that there's a lot of seniors out there, Norm, who are eligible for this and don't realize it? I believe there are a lot of people. The conditions are you have to be markedly restricted in your activities of daily living. The biggest one is it takes an inordinate amount of time to walk a city block. Now, CRAs define these a lot more than just that, but it also applies to speaking, hearing, listening, or hearing, I guess you could say, uh, your feeding, and, uh, and mental functions necessary for everyday life. Right. Also, these conditions have to be prolonged, i.e. expected to last more than a year. We even have type 1 diabetics are getting this form uh, completed now. Uh, we're not sure yet about type 2 diabetics, but uh, this is a big one. And it can be transferred if you don't need it on your tax return to bring your taxable income to zero. It can be transferred to somebody else in the household. It doesn't just have to be your spouse. It could be uh, a, a child or a parent. So it's a... It's a, it's a big one to get out there. You can get the form off our website under mm-hmm. resources, or you can go on CRA's website and get it as well. I wonder, I wonder if um, COVID patients will, will result in some sort of spike in DTC. I was just wondering the same thing. Yeah. Is, the, is Ted eligible now because he's <laughs> been through the COVID process? Well, maybe not because of COVID. Maybe <laughs> something else. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. generally speaking, it has to be prolonged, expected to last more than a year, and you have to become markedly restricted in your activities of daily living. A lot of people with, not a lot, but some people I've heard with COVID have got breathing problems. Yes, that's what I was thinking. And uh, and it comes, you know, there might be conditions that they can't walk a city block without stopping. Right. But these are just general forms. The doctor is the one that will fill out the form, and it's best if you have some good notes to give the doctor because they may not know you all that well. Well, it's interesting because there are a lot of, and we're speaking, by the way, with uh, Norman Polker, who is the um, CEO of Horizon Attacks. He's our guest today on the Avoid Probate Show. It's interesting how a lot of people uh, who have gone through the whole process of uh, battling COVID have come out at the end with the lacking of taste and smell. And I'm wondering how that could be perceived as a disability. But I'm thinking, okay, for example, if I'm a chef, a lack of smell and taste pretty much eliminates my job. Mm -hmm. So once again, it's it's really the doctor that will make the decision. I've learned 
not to form an opinion no, no, on no, this. No, no, I understand yeah. it, but, I, but I'm just, just trying to think of this because this, this is this is something yeah. new, right? Yeah, and uh, so yeah, anybody, uh, you know, take the form to the doctor, fill in page one, sign it, and and talk to the doctor if you're markedly restricted in your activities of daily living, and. Uh, so that's the, the number one criteria, and it's prolonged. Expect it to last more than a year. And, and sometimes they don't know, but they'll put a date as to when they think the condition might end, and then CRA, of course, will want a new form. CRA only asks for these forms every few years. Once you've been approved, they don't ask for it every year, but they will usually ask uh, every few years for another one to be filled in. So it's a good idea to keep notes as to when... It will expire uh, so that you can start the process six months before the tax season starts again. So then if I'm eligible and I get a refund of, let's say, $10,000 for easy math, I could get that in a lump sum. I could put that in my TFSA, assuming I have the room for it. It continues to grow tax-free. Absolutely. Put a beneficiary on the TFSA and it avoids probate. That's the name of the game. That's, that's perfect. That's money and growth that never gets taxed. That's, that's, not hard. that's hard to do that these days. Yeah, TFSAs are, uh, I always say they're bad for my business because they're (laughs) tax-free. I'm only interested in taxable income, but we spend a lot of time explaining TFSAs to people and the the value and making sure they do not over-contribute. I talk about deadly sins, and that's one of them. Do yeah. not over-contribute to your TFSA. Right. Now, have you, have you found a lot of problems in negotiating the world of CERB? The issue with CERB is that it is taxable income. People say, oh, they're taking tax. Well, they take 10% on C- CRB. They take 10%. But most people are at least in the 20% tax bracket. So it's a... It's a big owie, I call it, and they're not expecting it. Government has relented and said they'll not charge interest until April of 2022, which is great. They don't say, though, about not having any payment terms on the balance that's still owing, even though they're not charging interest. If CRA ever calls you, talk to them. That's so important. If Mm -hmm. they call you from collections... We ask our clients to, say, talk to their accountant. Us, we prefer our clients not to talk to CRA. We'll do the talking, and we can set up uh, payment plans and get the drift of what's going on. And accountants seem to have some credibility with CRA, whereas Canadian taxpayer may not. They listen to us. Doesn't mean we walk on water, perform miracles, but the key is to talk to CRA. CRA, who I think just um, boosted their resources by something like three thousand <laughs> percent. Well, they've added a lot of bodies this they've, time. They've and, hired a small uh, army yeah. of uh, there's auditors. A real, there's mm-hmm. a real issue here with vulnerability, and Norm Polker is with us. He is with uh, Horizon Tax. People feel vulnerable when it, when it comes to, uh, to tax time. It's, um, they, that's why they get sucked in so easily on the phone. People call them and say, this is the CRA. Um, send us a check for $5,000. We're coming to you to possess your house, mm-hmm. repossess your house. And people, they don't even think about it. And they immediately, they, they just cut the check. We've had some cases like that. And uh, I shake my head and I just I advise my clients, if they get a call, call us. And if it doesn't sound right, hang up. It, it's, mm-hmm. it is going around. Yeah. I did have a, a case where a man on welfare 
so he had no resources really. He uh, got a call, and he called me. He, was, he called me, which was right, but he was shaking in his boots. Yeah, and uh, the men were going to come. And I've had a, a, a single woman with three kids in a troubled relationship, and she was terrified. I had her call the RCMP and CRA to make sure that the the scam wasn't real. It took her five hours to phone me back, and yeah. she had calmed down. But that's how real these people are. If you don't like it, hang up. CRA will not do that kind of stuff. They're going to send you a letter right. at least. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if, if you're getting somebody calling you saying they're calling from CRA, um, wish them a Merry Christmas in, in no, no uncertain terms. Don't say anything. Hang yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, speaking of uh, making phone calls, etc., if you have any questions uh, for our esteemed host or also for uh, any of our guests uh, that we have had in the past, you may um, direct those questions to info at avoidprobate.ca during the week. Feel free to call toll-free 1-844-667-7628. That's 1-844-667-7628. And uh, we're going to come back. We'll have more with our guest, Norm Polker. And this is the Avoid Probate Show. And this is AM740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time, and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office, and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that, and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off, and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. 
Well, it's time for our weekly visit to our good friend Tom Mahalik. He's down at uh, Kensington Market, 190 Baldwin, the heart of Kensington Market. Good morning to you, Tom. How are you? Thank you very much, Ted Wallace, and I'm doing fine. And the reason why I'm doing fine, because now I can allow our beautiful, fabulous, fantastic, and extremely good-looking customers into our store. I no longer have to worry to to not be able to let them in. This is a big help for us, especially this time of the year. All the groomsmen, all the wedding suits, they can bring in their wedding parties into our beautiful store. We've been dressing people for weddings for close to 50 years. It is wow. amazing, and the selection we have is second to none. You want groomsmen suits, we have them by the thousands. You want tuxedos, we have them by the thousands. I'm very proud to report to you, we never stop shopping, even when we're locked down. I love shopping. That's good to hear. You did a terrific job at my son-in-law's wedding, uh, and I can't believe that was almost 10 years ago. Tom's Place, I highly recommend it, my friends, 190 Baldwin, in the heart of Kensington Market. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Layler here with Ted Walsh and our special guest, Norman Polker of Horizon Tax Services. Uh, there's lots to talk about, you know, when it comes to uh, tax-related items for seniors in particular. One that I come across, uh, Norman, on a regular basis is this thing called, well, I'll call the GIS, the Guaranteed Income Supplement. And the reason I bring it up is because uh, it's not very well known that this supplement is not asset-tested. And so I meet clients who are seniors, and their only source of income is Canada Pension and Old Age Security because they didn't work, so they don't have a, a retirement pension, a private pension, or an RSP. And if that's the case, if your only sources of income are CPP and OAS, you automatically basically qualify for the GIS, and it doesn't matter if you've got half a million bucks in the bank, right? That's right, Jason. The guaranteed income supplement is strictly based on income, and so it's, uh, it's there, and you have to apply. It's a Service Canada application, and you might as well go for it. It's uh... Yeah, you might as well. But having said that, I actually I have a bit of a problem with it because I mentioned it's not asset tested. So does it, it doesn't really seem right that there's this uh, government service that is available to people who could have a million dollars in the bank. And now, essentially, at, at the outset, everyone is, is, is given the exact same amount of money for the OAS on a monthly basis, unless you make a certain amount of money and then they start, the government starts calling it back. When you suddenly go from making $200,000 a year to making no thousands of years because of a thousand a year because you've retired, does the government give you back everything that you have been clawed away, has been clawed away in the past or not? Sum it up, no. Nah. Ta- nice tax- try. Nice try, Ted. <laughs> I had to figure that much. Nice I had try. To figure that. Taxes is strictly based on a calendar year yeah. and it's what happens that year. And uh, if things change in, in the future, yeah, then maybe you could go back and adjust prior years, but you can't change your income. That's, that's set in stone right, right, in right, the, way, yeah. the way it is. So. Good point. And you do get uh, clawed back on OAS, and uh, it hurts. It's, it's just like if you got $6,000 or GIS, if you got 6000 you get, get all be 
taken back. But again, it's hard for me to feel sorry for the guy whose OAS is completely clawed back because I know it's uh, it's on a scale. Well, it's only 71,000. If you, that's if, where if, it if starts. You, if you clear 71,000. Right, so that's where it starts. And yeah. it's not fully clawed back until no. you make like 125 or something like that. Right, Norm? That would be the OA, OAS, yeah. not the supplement. The right. supplement is really much lower. I don't know the ex- actual number, but uh, and it's, it's is acid tested per year, every year. The OAS, the uh, the GIS, Guaranteed Income Supplement, is, is income, every year is income tested every year. Yeah, income tested every year. Okay, yeah. now that we got that sorted out, <laughs> listen, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I know you've got some uh, experience working on tax returns for estates. It's uh, you know tying things back to the probate uh, scenario. Tell us a couple of your uh, your horror stories. I recently had a referral come to me. Uh, the brother died in 16, had the final tax return done by a, quote, reputable firm. 2016, I'm talking. He came to me 2021, and CRA had written, and there's some slips that hadn't been included. I've reworked the tax return, and he'll owe $33,000 by uh, – and these were uh, RSPs that were collapsed – and fully taxed on the final tax return. That's uh, if these things had been dealt with prior. Talk to Jason prior to death, so you can do something with these registered funds and get them out of this this danger zone. A little thing too with uh, estates. I'm running into it more and more. Is people need to have a will. Now this isn't part of my my practice, but this is a what I see. The will has to be up to date. Copies have to be given to executors so they know, and they have to know where the original is, preferably not in a safety deposit box. Why not in a safety deposit box? As soon as you want to go into, or you have to go into the bank. The chicken and egg thing. To get a copy, and you've got to produce the will (laughs) and the death certificate before they would allow an executor to open the safety deposit box. So that's why I suggest that you've dealt with a lot of things like have joint bank accounts or property and joint names. So A, they'll avoid probate, and, uh, but you can, you can start to deal with the estate without letting the bank know first that the person's deceased. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a very gray area. You've got to be careful. They're going to shut down the bank accounts until... It's frozen. And it could be frozen yeah, for word, months yeah. and months and months because the probate process could take a long time. And that's why every week on this show, we emphasize the importance of transferring those investments out of the bank and moving them over to the insurance company where we set them up again with beneficiaries on them this time mm-hmm. so that that doesn't happen. Yeah, you're talking about if it's triggered a taxable gain because of the transfer? Correct. Yeah. Correct. yeah. And and I that comes up as a as a concern sometimes, but I always tell people well, you're going to pay the tax eventually. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's better to not pay it as a lump sum because of marginal tax brackets. So as soon as you hit total income over yep. 250,000, you're going to get hit at about 50%. And that's probably way more money than you saved when you set up your RRSP. Yeah, but we can we can sprinkle the transfer. So mm-hmm. to your point, you know, to keep the marginal tax rate as low as possible, you know, we don't have to do the transfer in a lump sum, but we can do 100000 here, 100000 there. Like I said, put reinvested at the insurance company, 
put a beneficiary on it and avoid the probate nightmare. A, a quick story is uh, it's a client's uh, mother died. No problem. RSPs all passed to dad. He was a beneficiary. Trouble is, six weeks later, he died. $750,000 came into his final tax return because the RSPs collapsed. Gets fully taxed. The tax bill was like $300,000. Talk about upset. But the deceased person didn't know right, at right. that time. So that's why you talk to Jason to get this stuff set up ahead of time. Plan it. Can't plan when you're going to move on, but you can certainly plan your your wealth now. A little quickie that a lot of seniors may not be aware of, too, is under medical expenses. Did you know that you could actually write off air conditioning? What? If you get a doctor's note. In my note, car? <laughs> <laughs> if you get a doctor's note that says you need it as a medical expense up to $1,000. But the bigger one, especially in Toronto with centralized medical care, is if you travel more than 40 kilometers to see a doctor one way, then that can be added in as a medical expense. 80 kilometers, you can include meals and hotel stays. And that's a lot that happens with people coming into Toronto. So it sounds, Norm, like um, people need to call you for this information. It's valuable information. There's lots and lots to learn and to consider. Um, we're going to give your number out one more time. As soon as I can find it here. It is toll-free, 866-268-1319. That's 866 one three one nine. I do need to add the regular disclaimer because you know we've covered a lot of important stuff, and it's important to make the listeners understand that the information provided in this program is for general consumption only and is not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Uh, we all know every situation is different, and so if you have legal or investment or tax-related questions, you should speak with a licensed expert um, like myself or like Norman. Thank you very much, Norman, for being here today from uh, Horizon Tax, the website for you, www.horizontax.ca. That's horizon like the sun, tax.ca. Please uh, come back and join us sometime. Thank you very much, Jason. This has been a wonderful experience getting the education out there and ask your questions. We're there for you. Great. We're back in a moment with the CEO and president of Two Men and a Truck, John Pretty, right here on AM740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. This is the Avoid Probate Program. I'm Ted Walsh, and Jason Laidler is with me as well. And uh, on this Sunday morning, we're pleased to welcome to the program the CEO and president of Two Men and a Truck. John Pretty is with us. John, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you as well, Ted. Now, you have just surpassed June 30th, I believe, is the busiest moving day of the year. Now, I'm assuming that all has to do with the fact that it's the end of the school year. Yes. Uh, traditionally, June 30th has been the busiest moving day of the year, and, and you're absolutely correct. It ties in with the uh, the end of the school year. Uh, a lot of families like to, uh, to uh, relocate uh, during the uh, summer period so their kids can get acclimated to their uh, new neighborhood 
and then start fresh uh, uh, school in their in their in the new school. And it's also uh, it's also good weather, so yeah. you know it's a good time of the year to move versus uh, January or February when it's snowing. And uh, a lot of people uh, take advantage of the Canada Day long weekend, so they've got an extra day or two to uh, to do their unpacking and get settled in. Yeah, true enough. Well, let's let's go back here for a sec, John, and talk about the, the beginning of Two Men in a Truck. Uh, where and how was it born? So Two Men in a Truck was actually born in the United States, a, uh, a small community called Lansing in uh, in the state of uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, single mom who uh, uh, had the idea of uh, starting Two Men in a Truck. She had two sons that were looking to go off to, uh, to college and needed to earn some money. So she bought them an old pickup truck, and uh, John and Brig with their names, off they went to uh, to do moving. So they would move people, they would do junk removal, they would do deliveries, they would do all kinds of things. And then uh, she advertised in the Yellow Pages in those days, and uh, the phone kept ringing after the boys went to, off to college. So she decided to uh, hire two men to, uh, to drive that uh, truck. And uh, today, you know, it's a... Uh, you know, three quarter of a billion dollar uh, enterprise, privately owned wow. company. Uh, we have about 375 franchises in total: uh, United States, uh, Canada, and uh, UK and Ireland. Wow, it's an amazing story, John. I'm assuming that you, uh, in addition to setting up kids for the new school year, you must move a lot of seniors, right, who are downsizing from a home they've been in for years or or decades. And then uh, my question is, you guys, are you moving everything? Because what if these guys have, like, pianos? Are we still moving? Are there still piano movers out there, John? Uh, Yes, there are still piano movers out there. But uh, the nice thing about, uh, you know, somebody logs on to, you know, www.twomenandatruck.ca, they'll they'll find out that uh, Two Men in a Truck is what you you would call a full-service moving company. So we do the packing, you know, we'll do the moving. uh, We can do storage. Uh, we can do junk removal, um, so we we run the the full gamut there, and included in that we'll move uh, pianos and uh, we'll move hot tubs and uh, and wow. oversized items. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do like apartments. Uh, we do condos. You know, we do small, medium, large size homes. And a lot of people don't realize, but we also do a lot of office or commercial moves as well. Hmm. We're speaking to John Pretty, who is the CEO and president of Two Men and a Truck. For the, if we're looking specifically at the seniors at, um, right now, the percentage of people that you're now moving to another location versus to storage, people's furniture, has that changed over the years? Um, we are actually moving a lot of people to storage now um, because of the uh, you know the real estate market has. Uh, uh, you know, the prices have uh, escalated to, to such a high level. There are a lot of, uh, you know, older couples or, or, or seniors that are looking at that have looked and, and decided to sell their homes. So they've, uh, they've moved a lot of their, their furniture into storage while they, while they look for, you know, a new place to, uh, to, to live. You know, a lot of people are moving outside of the, uh, the Toronto market. They're, they're moving to the suburbs, and, uh, you know, so a lot of the seniors are moving to condos. A lot of the seniors are, you know, moving to retirement homes and things like that. And we, we, we offer all those services. So a lot of the seniors will call us and say, listen, you know, we're downsizing. We're moving from a four-bedroom home to, you know, two-bedroom condo. Can you do that move for us? And can you assist us in moving some of our furniture to our 
you know, son or, or daughter's home. So, you know, we'll often pick up the stuff at their home and then, you know, do a delivery to the son's home, do a delivery to the daughter's home, and then take the the balance of the furniture to the uh, to the condo that they're moving into. Or, or maybe in some cases, we've, we've talked on the show about um, retirement living communities as an option for senior short downsizing. So mm-hmm. I, I assume that you're connected or able to, you know, help that senior who's moving into a retirement community center of some kind. Yes, uh, and we, we do that on a, on a regular, regular yeah. basis. And uh, we've got good working relationships with uh, most of those uh, most of those senior residents. So we, we know where we're supposed to park. We know the elevator schedule and, and things like that. So it's uh, it's uh, it makes it just much, so much easier for the for the senior when they they contact us because we have familiar familiarity mm. with what needs to be done. Is there a, is a a common problem that exists amongst the the various demographics in terms of uh, problems in in preparing for a package for for packing I should say to move like yeah. the most common problem yeah so the the most common problem that we experience in uh, in, in it, it, I'm sure it's others in the industry as well is uh, customers not being completely packed or being completely mm-hmm. ready mm-hmm. so um, in, in, and we send out a lot of materials and there's a lot of uh, a lot of good information on our website with regard to you know how to get prepared for for your move, and uh, you know to have everything boxed and uh, labeled and taped properly, and if they can have those boxes in the garage, it just makes it so much easier for us to uh, you know to load the truck and we can save them some time and we can save them uh, some money. So that's the the number one the, the number one issue in the industry is just making sure that the customer is packed up and ready to go. Um, it's uh, it's very upsetting for all parties if uh, things are being thrown into uh, you know uh, plastic garbage bags at the, at the last minute because they just can't be you know they're just not protected and it's just not safe to to to, to put things in plastic bags at the last minute and throw them on the truck. Of course, John Priddle is with the CEO and president of Two Men and a Truck. Uh, you have a, a, a long-term uh, involvement now with uh, with the folks at Mikey, the defibrillator people. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Mikey Network. So uh, one of our uh, partners at uh, Heritage, the uh, that the Heron Group companies, passed away from sudden cardiac arrest. So in his in his memory, in his honor, we started the Mikey Network and. Uh, we uh, place uh, AEDs, so defibrillators, in uh, public access uh, places. And uh, with uh, the Mikey on board program, the two men in the truck, we actually have an AED on each one of our, our uh, two men in the truck trucks. And our movers and drivers are uh, trained in, in their use. And in total, the Mikey network has placed, uh, I think it's approximately 3,000 Mikey units. We call them Mikey, so it's a little easier to say than defibrillator. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we've saved uh, you know, uh, 40, 40, 45 people's lives wow. as a result of having those, uh, those, uh, those Mikeys, Mikeys in place. Wow, that's great. That's great stuff. Uh, best way for people to find out information, get information that they need from two men in a truck is to go online? Yeah, best thing to do is to just go to uh, twomenandatruck.ca and, uh, you know, a list of all of our offices are there. We have offices like from uh, Calgary right through to uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, and all the contact information is there. And uh, can pick up an uh, email address for any one of our offices or a phone number for any one of our offices and reach out. 
and, uh, you know, request a quote. And uh, we're more than happy to provide a uh, free quote over the phone. Um, we also are using a lot of uh, virtual technology now where we can do a virtual tour of a, of a uh, customer's home and uh, provide very, very accurate estimate for the move. I appreciate your time uh, this morning, John, and I wish you all the best this weekend. Thanks, John. Thank you very much, gentlemen. That's John Pradle. He is CEO and president of Two Men in a Truck. We'll be back in just a moment and wrap up the program, the Avoid uh, Probate Show right here on AM 740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate show here on AM740. I'm Jason Laidler with Ted Wallace, and that went really quick. And, of course, I knew we weren't going to get into uh, everything I wanted to talk about today. But sorry we didn't have time for the mailbag today. And, of course, it was the week that the mailbag was bursting at the seams. Thanks to all the contributors. Please keep your emails and calls coming in. We're going to endeavor to reply to every single one of them, and I will share some of them with you next week uh, on the show because we didn't get there today. And I also want to add that um, the information I covered in the first segment with regard to that new court decision, I had to go through that real fast, and I apologize for that. So if anybody wants some more information on that topic, uh, please uh, let me know. Call the office or email me, and I'll explain further. Our thanks go out to our guest today, John Pretty, the CEO and president of Two Men and a Truck, and also to uh, Norman Polker, who is the uh, accountant, and he is also the CEO and founder and president of Horizon Tax. And we thank you all for tuning in. We're back again next week. Don't forget, if you want to contact us during the course of the week, the email address, info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate, one word, dot ca. Toll free, 1-844-667-7628. That's 1-844-667-7628. I'm Ted Wallace, and don't forget, fill out your organ and tissue donation card. You can change or even save a life. See you next week. Thank you for being here. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.